on this episode, the very first edition of Taylor's Tourney. And we also have a jumbo-sized version of Asians in the News. Plus, Taylor and I share our real thoughts on AAPI Heritage Month. I'm Taylor. And I'm Bernard. And we are your Asian best friend. So, I've got an update. Okay. Um, concerning last week's episode. Or last episode. We're not weekly. We're not weekly. Yeah. Bi-weekly. We try. <laughs> We're like bi to try weekly. <laughs> yeah, try weekly. T-R-Y. T-R-Y. Try weekly. Yeah. So I had my tummy ache. Uh-huh. I, I found the culprit. Uh-oh. And it's a heartbreaker. Oh, no. Chili crunch. Oh. Yeah. That's not surprising, though. It's pretty deadly. That's yeah. <laughs> it's not good for you. It's yeah. <laughs> your insides. So yeah, it's just oil and hot ass peppers. Yeah. Uh. So what I had done mm-hmm. was ate it straight out the jar because mm. it's so delicious. The Dave Chang it's chili so crunch. Good. It's, it's so very good. good. Yeah. So I've just got to moderate. But it broke my heart that that's what took me out of action. So you just ate it straight out of the jar. You didn't put it on top of anything. I also do that, uh-huh. but that day in particular, it was just, like, oh. I was feeling it, dude. It was like 11 p.m. and I just saw it <laughs> the corner of my kitchen and I was like, it was calling to me. Oh, man. It's so funny because that stuff is so addicting and it really does go well on absolutely anything. I have not found a single item it does not go well on. You try and- it on ice cream? I bet it tastes really good. Very good on ice cream. I bet it tastes really good on ice cream. And my partner, when I first started getting it, she was like, you're putting it on everything. Like you're addicted to this stuff. And then I gave it to her and now she puts it on everything because it's so goddamn delicious. It's so good. Very good. Like candy. It is like candy. <laughs> and I, I treated it a bit too much like candy <laughs> that night. So now hopefully we won't, we won't get another, a, um, uh, I don't know, delay in recording. Although we, we made it last time, even though I had my tummy ache, we made it. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, we're pretty consistent here for like uh, two episodes now. Two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah. Good for us. That's all we can uh, hope for. Taylor, uh, today. Mm-hmm. So Taylor doesn't know what we're doing. Pretty much any time we start recording, yeah. <laughs> I kind of just <laughs> format the show on my own and I just throw it at him yeah. when we sit down here. But today, uh, we're sharing our thoughts on AAPI Heritage Month. Mm. We've got a giant-sized Asians in the news. Uh-oh. Good and bad stuff okay. in there. Okay. Mostly good stuff, I'd yeah. say. And a big surprise. A big surprise. A big surprise. Okay. <laughs> um, that I'm going to I'm gonna drop on you in just a moment. But first, I need to share a little story. Okay. Today, just a few hours ago, a guy knocked on my door at my house. And it was, I opened the door and it's this white guy. This is, that's pertinent. I'm not just, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a white guy <laughs> selling solar panels. Yeah. You know, you, you get these guys? I do not get those, these guys. I get them a lot. And it's, it's, <laughs> it's 
the same conversation. Do you, do you, do you live in a very sunny part of <laughs> town? Yes. Like, dude, you gotta get some solar panels. Everyone's walking around topless. You guys need solar panels. <laughs> so uh, my son, who is uh, half white, mm-hmm. um, comes to the door as well to say hi to... The, the our new friend mm-hmm. uh solar man or whatever his name i think his name was jake yeah his name was literally jake like the whitest name ever mm-hmm. and uh, he sees my son and uh he goes oh what's your name and uh my son who's half white kind of looks like i i can guess he looks racially ambiguous yeah he, he looks say, ambiguous. kind of ambiguous yeah. and um he's also uh on the spectrum Mm-hmm. So he didn't answer immediately. So yeah. he said, "What's your name?" And then my son just kind of like smiled at him. Mm-hmm. And then Jake says, "Oh, <laughs> Como te llamas?" <laughs> and looks at me and smiles. <laughs> so it's this is funny for like a couple of reasons. <laughs> There's so many levels to this. <laughs> oh my god! So. Okay, I can maybe buy that he thinks that my son is Hispanic. Yeah, maybe yeah, I, I could see that. I sure, could s- sort of see that. I've been confused for being um, Hispanic before. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Taylor's half white as well. Yeah. Half Japanese. So, um, I that is not surprising to me. What's surprising to me is that he he's ta- he's been talking to me for like five minutes. Yeah, that is true. And he assumes in his mind, I guess that I'm Hispanic. I don't know. <laughs> what? Right? Like he must think I'm Hispanic. I don't know. I'm a Filipino, and <laughs> we are the Hispanics of the East. Yeah, you are. You definitely. I are. would say. Yeah. But uh, I don't look Hispanic at all. No. Wow. That was just saying. I think Como got- te llamas. <laughs> You do. You are also fluent in Spanish, though. I was in Spanish class with you. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, that was the one sentence I learned. Como te llamas? Yeah, I'm actually really proud of you that you understood. I remembered. That you speak Spanish. So that was just I just started speaking gibberish. <laughs> I don't know what he was saying. <laughs> But uh, I think this is a good example of um, something that happens to Asians a lot and something that I think happens to Taylor and I a lot. We see it the same way is um, ignorance slash racism that is almost wholly innocent. Yeah, with a smile. Not offensive. He meant nothing by it. (laughs) But he looked at me and thought I was Mexican. Yeah. And spoke Spanish to my son. It's yeah. just kind of cute, like it's like endearing, like, oh, he's trying to be like friendly. Yeah, it's weird because it is, I don't know. I guess that's what you would call like a microaggression these days, right? I but, wouldn't call it a microaggression. But I have a, hard, I have a hard time getting worked up about those things. Yeah. He's just made a mistake, I guess. But the, no harm, no foul. You gotta be pretty bold, though, to just like <laughs> to, to, to go there and to begin with, though. Right? Smile on his face. <laughs> yeah, smile. Like on you his have to have a lot face. of lot of confidence. 
And that is like white privilege. (laughs) (laughs) That is white privilege. You're right. You got it. (laughs) We've defined white privilege like we defined nostalgia a few episodes ago. Surprise time. It's a surprise party. Okay. We've got a segment called Taylor's Takes. Uh Uh-huh. That's recurring, but we're not. Returning to Taylor's takes today. Uh huh. Keeping you waiting a little longer, we've got a new segment. <laughs> we've got a new segment. Okay. Taylor's tourney. It's a tournament. Oh, it's a Taylor's tournament. tournament. I've, got, <laughs> I've got brackets. So in Taylor's tourney, I'm uh-huh. going to present Taylor with brackets in a given category. Okay. And we're going to whittle down over the course of a few episodes <laughs> an ultimate winner champion. Of said category. Okay. So this is the inaugural Taylor's Tourney. Okay. It's going to be in the category of kitchen tools. Kitchen tools. Kitchen tools. This is, I know, this is going to be great. So I've got 32. That's too many kitchen tools. (laughs) Well, we need some stinkers in there, right? To to advance the good ones. (laughs) So, okay. Before we begin, I'm so excited for this. Uh-huh. Here are your takes slash, yeah, yeah, your takes on, on these uh, kitchen tools. First of all, um, these are kitchen tools, so no, like, appliances, like no ovens. Okay. No rice cooker, stuff like that. And secondly, there's one item on here that I, like, pretty sure will win. <laughs> <laughs> that I think Taylor probably knows which one I'm talking about, that I think most cooks and chefs would consider the ultimate kitchen tool, mm. but maybe, maybe you'll surprise me and surprise all of us. Yeah. I could. So I'm, so I'll keep it in the bracket. All right. I, I considered just taking it out to make it more interesting because it's just such an essential tool. But um, what, what if we're thinking of two different <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I might be thinking about something completely different. We might be thinking of two different things. Yeah. So I'm sure I left a bunch out, but there's 32 here. So, all right. Okay. So I'm sorry if there are any omissions, we're going to get into it right now. Round one, Dutch oven versus microplane. Oh, Dutch oven. Dutch oven wins the first (laughs) round. So why Dutch oven? It's so versatile. I mean, in anything I try, in anything I have in my kitchen, I try to make sure that there's multiple uses and Dutch ovens are just, I mean, you can do so many things in there. It's the pot I use the most. Yeah. It really is. You can like, make rice. You can make pasta. You can make beans. You can make a stew. You can saute in there. You, you can saute in yeah. there. <laughs> you can do anything. And it's like heavy duty. Yeah. If I was like uh, on an island and I needed to have one cooking vessel, I think it would probably be a Dutch oven. Goodbye microplane, especially for home cooking. Okay. Next round. Or no, I guess it's the same round, right? Yeah. Blender mm-hmm. versus okay, so blender I didn't count as an appliance. I was gonna say because it doesn't it rules. doesn't cook anything. Okay, it just does it. You know, it blends things, so it's like a tool. Okay. Okay. I consider a tool. Okay, blender versus mixing bowls. Oh, mixing bowls. Mixing bowls. Yeah, what are you gonna do without mixing bowls? I mean, you could use your Dutch oven. Yes, how you can mix. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> like one of those wacky Food Network shows where they're like. Make palm frites with this 
this uh, rock. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have I have both, and I can count on one hand how many times I've used my my blender. Um, so mixing bowls, it is. Yeah, you just you just came into my house like uh, you know thirty minutes ago. I think I had three mixing bowls. You were, out yes, there. <laughs> essential, essential. But there are a lot of essential tools. There are. So there we'll are. See, it's going to get interesting once yeah. we get to the next round. Um, colander. Versus cutting board. This cutting one board. Yeah. yeah. It just, there was no way that yeah. <laughs> colander didn't stand a chance no. here. Um, cast iron pan mm-hmm. slash skillet mm-hmm. versus a sieve. <laughs> oh, cast iron pan. Yeah. I mean, if the cast iron pan was against anything else that I thought was essential, I probably would have cast it off just because. Mm. I still have that Dutch, Dutch oven. oven. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Well, they're in the same they're in the same side of the bracket, so we'll see, we'll see what happens. This one's funny. Chopsticks. Mhm. Shears. Chopsticks. Ooh. Like the metal just, ones? Or yeah, any kind. Or the wood ones? Yeah, mm-hmm. any any kind. I mean, they're so versatile. What's funny to me about chopsticks is that they're almost the perfect utensil for everything but rice. <laughs> and it's funny. <laughs> They're really not efficient in no. picking up rice. They're not. <laughs> like when you when I see someone at a restaurant pick up rice with chopsticks like really well, I'm right. like, that took decades. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> to do that. For sure. It's a flex. That's a big flex. I, yeah. I still kind of suck it with chopsticks. Like I'm embarrassed at how bad I'm I am. Depends with on how sticky the rice is. Mm. Like if the rice is kind of sticky, I can I can do it. Make it look good. But if you got like a basmati work in there, oof, there's no chance. No, no one's this <laughs> slippery shit up. Oh, long grain rice. Mm, yeah. Okay. Cleaver. Mm-hmm. Non-stick pan. Uh, cleaver. All day. Yeah. All day. I love a cleaver. I don't have a cleaver. I don't have a cleaver either, but. A well-seasoned cast iron pan or a well-seasoned Dutch oven is nonstick. You're, you're thinking ahead here. <laughs> you're am. thinking ahead. <laughs> I am. I am. Thinking ahead. Fair enough. Sheet pan mm-hmm. versus fish spatula. Oh, I hate fish spatulas. <laughs> <laughs> I really hate them. <laughs> why, do you, why do you hate fish spatulas? They're never the right... Angle angle or flexibility. (laughs) Like, I just hate them. I've never found a good one. Sheet pan wins. Um, Whisk Mm -hmm. versus box grater. Whisk. Like, I I like grating some stuff, but it's not essential to my cooking style. Whereas a whisk, I think I need a whisk more. Yeah, I I would go with whisk as well. I feel like they both kind of save you a lot of time. Yeah. If you were to use an alternative mm-hmm. to do what they do, like they're the yeah. fastest. Yeah, for but, sure. But um, yeah, whisk. I would probably go with whisk too. Although box box grater has a place in my heart. I'm, <laughs> a lot of knuckles lost to that. <laughs> know, box, box grater. Like, ah! <laughs> All right, that's one side of the bracket. Down. All right. All right. We're going to do the other side, and then that's the end of round one. Okay. Pairing knife. Ooh, heavy hitter. Pairing knife? Pairing knife versus walk. Oh, pairing knife. 
Wok is very, very versatile too, though. I just don't use it. A I lot. don't use it, but yeah, it's, I have it a wok. Very versatile. But yeah, I just just for what I make, I, I don't make a lot of food on my wok. Yeah, but maybe in the future that'll change. Yeah, I don't know if it'd ever supersede a paring knife, though. No, paring knife's pretty good. Might be the second most important knife. Yeah, or third, depending on who you talk to. <laughs> Saucepan mm-hmm. versus mandolin. Oh, saucepan. Yeah, that was another one. Easy one. I couldn't put a dud against a dud because then like a yeah. shitty one would get through. You know what I My mean? My mandolins aren't like duds. Like they're good for specific applications, but like it's not a need. Uh, saute pan. Mm-hmm. Did I just not? Oh, I said saucepan. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I just said that. <laughs> saute pan or tasting spoon. Tasting spoon. Very important. Ooh, yeah. saute pan getting eliminated in the first round. That was that was a tough one for me. I got the cast iron skillet. <laughs> you're not you're not building a there's only I'm gonna be one. Saying. I'm just gonna saying be one left. <laughs> um but I would I would I would uh I would agree. I I would have gone yeah. with the tasting spoon as well. Underrated. Um I I feel like that's a tool that home cooks don't use enough. No, that's why everybody I mean not everybody, but that's why most people uh don't cook well at home. They don't taste. They don't taste. That's all it is. And most of the times it's just like, just put some more salt. Just a little bit more salt. A little bit more acid. A little bit more fat. Just a little bit of something else and then you're good. Samin. I I I love Samin. Yeah, she boiled it down to the the, uh, bare essentials. That's really all you need. It's kind of a brilliant taste. You know, uh, I thought you just think after reading so many cookbooks and like learning how to cook over the years, like... uh, there's nothing really novel to learn right. about cooking. She just broke it down in a way to where like, if you learn that philosophy, teach yeah. that to anybody, they'll be good cook. Yeah, that's no, true. You just learn that. Yeah. They'll figure it out. Um, amazing. Next up, twine. Butcher's twine. Mm-hmm. Stock pot. Mm-hmm. I mean, butcher's twine is close to my heart, but it had right. to be a stock pot. Wow, you're going stock pot. Yeah. I thought twine had a chance. No. <laughs> Need your stock. I stocks. mean, honestly, I don't even really like tying up roasts that much <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> I'm bad. I'm so bad at it, dude. I'm very good at it, obviously. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't enjoy it. You don't enjoy it. Yeah, I just don't enjoy it. <laughs> oh, PTSD, we call that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay, this one, I'm embarrassed I even put this in here. Slotted spoon. Mm-hmm. It's going to lose. But it's up against timer, kitchen timer. Oh, yeah, slotted spoon. I don't use timers. I don't use timers either. It really annoys my partner. Like That you don't use timers? Yeah, because she'll be like, how long should I keep it in the oven? And I say, until it's done. Yeah. Well, okay, well, so, oh, that's okay. That's a whole other conversation. You, you tell people that, and they look at you like you're an idiot, or they look at you like you're trying to like fight them, show or off, something. or something. Yeah. yeah. No, it's like till it's done. Yeah. Those were that one. That so that one slotted spoon versus timer. That was one where I'm like, neither of these are winning. Yeah. <laughs> but I, you know, I yeah. throw them in there. Well, yeah, but I, who knows? Thermometer. Mm-hmm. Versus chef's knife. 
Oh. Damn it. I love thermometers, but you can't beat a chef knife. Yeah. But what? I do use thermometers. Thermometers are great. They're I awesome. Mean, yeah, they're the um instant read. Yeah. Very, very good. Like can take your cooking to the next level. Yeah. Thermometers are amazing. <laughs> do, do, they, do, <laughs> Taylor's <laughs> takes. Yeah. Thermometers are amazing. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, hope I, I hope I get an endorsement deal from this. From thermometers? <laughs> yeah. From the thermometers lobby. <laughs> did you hear? Did you hear what Taylor said about us? The thermometers are amazing. Yeah, no one's ever said that before. Uh, all right, Chef's Knife takes that one. Tongs mm-hmm. versus side towel. Mm. This is a tough one, I think. Yeah, it is tough, but I don't... Yeah, that is tough. Uh, they're so different. They like serve yeah. such different purposes. They do. But they're both like pretty like, useful. There was a time in my life where I had a side towel 24 like <laughs> on me all the time. It was like a part of me. But now, like... Never, I never have a side towel. <laughs> <laughs> I so I have a like kind of a side. I have side towels, just like I have a whole. I think like every right, right, right. Serious home, you have like a whole bunch of side towels, like a whole drawer full. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but I just keep it like on the counter. Like yeah, I don't, too. I don't have it on my shoulder anymore. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Um. So what are Man, you going with? That just with? made me nostalgic for side towels. Some would say you could use a side towel as tongs. Some people, with meat especially. You could. You could just grab that bone with that side towel. Yeah, I think I would use, I would, I would use a side towel. Okay, last, last one. Rubber spatula, plastic containers, mise en place containers. Yeah, I'll go with the, I'll go with the container. Going with the containers over the rubber spat. Yeah. Okay, so that's round one done. All right, so next episode. Yeah. We'll continue Taylor's tourney. Okay, we're getting into now Asians in the news. All right. And it's Asian American Heritage Month. The sure month of is. May. Um, so we're 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 gonna be talking about Asians in the news, and then afterwards, Taylor and I are gonna be sharing how we really feel <laughs> about Asian American History Month. So Asians in the news, here's some cool stuff. Um, there's a Michelin starred Filipino restaurant in America now. Oh, yeah. No yeah. shit. In Chicago, of all places. I didn't know yeah. there were Filipinos in Chicago. Yeah. But in Chicago, it's a restaurant called Kasama. Kasama, nice. Chicago. They got one Michelin star. How do you feel about that? It's fucking awesome, man. Like, uh, yeah, that's it's like, uh, it does mean a lot, you know, because... I've eaten this food my whole life, yeah. uh, raised on it, and uh, I love it. And I think it's always, like many Asian cuisines, been spoken about as our niche, like kind of special cuisine that, mm-hmm. you know, God forbid you eat it more than once a month, you know, <laughs> type mm-hmm. of thing where like uh, white people 
Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's interesting. I like the lumpia. Mm-hmm. I like the lumpia. Yeah. So it's, I don't know. I've always been defensive about Filipino food um, and offensive towards Filipino food. <laughs> I know you've often time. said that you don't like it, right? And it depends on what. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not, not that I dislike it. It's just like there are definitely mm. other cuisines I would take over it. Yeah. For sure. For sure. That, that I can say objectively, uh, subjectively. But um, it, yeah, no, it means a lot that that it's that that food, our food, is being um, looked at on that level of of dining. That's really yeah. cool. Yeah, definitely, especially from like a historically racist publication like the Michelin <laughs> Guide. That's um, over a, a, the long history has often ignored those kinds of cuisines, and now they're starting to get their act together after. A very very long period of time, but yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, man. Peasant food, peasant food for the win. So, um, Kasama in Chicago. Now, um, James Hong, who we forgot to mention last episode for being so wonderful and everything everywhere all at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Ninety three years old. Yeah. James Hong has become the oldest honoree to receive a star on Hollywood's That's Walk right. of Fame. right. I saw that. Dude, that guy's the OG. Yeah, he's, he's so good. Yeah, he's the best. It's like, it's like um, I mean, let's be honest. I, I'm not like super connected with his work. Like I like know all his stuff or anything, but I've just, he's one of those guys. You just seen him around for years and years. Forever. In movies and like, TV. and Yeah. But I think it it speaks to the fact that he just he, he's left an impression on people, even people who don't like particularly pay close attention to his stuff. Yeah. And it's so cool that he can. I mean, I'm sure he's still working now, but like it's so cool that towards the tail end of his career and his life, he's gets to be in an amazing film, um, like everything, everywhere, all at once. Like what a way to cap off a career where in the beginning I'm sure was just filled with racism and struggle and having to play one dimensional characters and getting to, to, you know, cap it off with that performance is pretty amazing. Yeah. It's like he can hang his hat on that one, right? Yeah. Everybody who worked on that movie. For sure. Yeah. Let's keep mentioning everything everywhere all at once. By the way, the the ending of our last episode is like my favorite (laughs) (laughs) so i swear it wasn't rehearsed it was not taylor just tossed me that alley-oop and i just had to bring it home uh go listen if you don't know what the fuck we're talking about but um yeah man so uh congratulations um he's god he's in company with jackie chan bruce lee lucy Liu. that's awesome yeah 93 yeah, took long enough. God is flowers, James Hong. Next up, NBC is rebooting Quantum Leap. Did you hear about this? I did hear about that, yeah. Yeah, Korean guy. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Raymond Lee. Raymond. Never heard of him. Yeah. Handsome Ray- guy. I know, I saw him. But I never watched the original. Either have I. I like know absolutely nothing about the franchise outside of the fact that this Asian dude is now leading it. <laughs> so it's uh listen to this, Taylor. This is our segue into 
Um, oh, no, I, I forgot. Sad Asian American news. <laughs> there's, there's one more. Let's um, bring it down. <laughs> three women in oh, Dallas. God, don't do this to me. <laughs> did you hear about this? I, I did, yeah. Three women in Dallas were shot. Yeah, I heard about that. At a salon. By, that was by, today, wasn't it? It was today. Was it today? Yeah. 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 Um, Still alive, right? Yeah, they, they didn't die, but it's how horrifying is that? Yeah, that's horrifying. Korean owned, I believe it was a, a beauty shop. Yeah. And, or salon, and, and uh, guy just comes in guns blazing. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that's crazy, man. Scum. Yeah. Scumbag. That's what that, you know, people are having to change their like plans now, their daily routines because they don't want to get shot for being Asian. Yeah. You know, it's just baffling. I don't know. I just, I feel like I have to mention this stuff because it's uh, part of the reason why we made this show is because of all this bullshit. We're in May, which is Asian American Heritage Month. But th- listen to this. This is from a um, an Instagram account slash website called Very Asian. Mm. Okay. <laughs> this is not their like. This is not their opinion, but they've posted this. Uh-huh. They say May is Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. They say it's a great time to recognize the individuality of each group in acronyms like. AAPI, AANHPI, APA, API, and APIDA. What the fuck? What are those? I have no idea. I get. I know what AAPI is. Yeah. Asian American Pacific Islander. Mm-hmm. APA. I don't know. That feels like less. That feels. That one feels the most offensive. Why did we cut out so many letters? And then there's API. So what happened to the A and what's I? Ugh. And what's A-P-I-D-A? Can I ask you a question? What's the first time that you've, you heard the term A-A-P-I? I don't know. I don't remember. Mine was like two years ago. Right. It was recent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not what we say. We don't. So Taylor, I, when I say we, I mean me and Taylor. We don't say A-A-P-I to each other or anybody. No. This is not your um, AAPI best friends. <laughs> no, because we made that very. <laughs> we made a, made a firm decision to say Asian. Yeah. Um, I think actually, my point was, I think AAPI is actually used by a lot of Asians. I think it is now. Yeah. But fuck, man. I don't know when we all came to that decision. I hate it. I do too. I mean, when I was a kid, I remember my dad being like, Oriental, we're not called Oriental. We're called Asians. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I'm I'm gonna die by that. I don't this AAP I have no identity with AAPI. Yeah. We fought so that? hard to not be Oriental. Well, and it's like the the irony to me is that there's this post and they're talking about the individuality of these groups mm-hmm. and where APA and API and AAPA and whatever. Yeah. It's like, it's just um, diluting everything. 
Yeah. To where it's we're just a bunch of acronyms. No one knows what the fuck they mean. Yeah. It's ruining everything. Yeah. We're Asian. Let's just hey, how about we stick together on this one? We're just Asian. Asian yeah. American, fine. Yeah. AAPI, I could if enough people start using it, I could like be like okay. If if it becomes useful in like culture, fine. I'll use it. But at the moment, I don't see a use for it. I'm not using it. <laughs> you're gonna be like, you're gonna be yelling at yelling at on your porch. Yeah, I'm, I'm Asian. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Don't, Why does it make us so angry? Uh, I don't know. I don't think we should be this angry. About it. We're probably overreacting. <laughs> yeah, it's just a new. It's just a new term that people are. I think because we're old. Yeah. Um. I mean, I think for sure part of it's just. I've identified with being Asian for so long. And then I don't know who the fuck came up with this term. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm willing to bet it was an Asian. It probably was. But like, it feels not like a white kind, person thing. It's not my kind of Asian. They're trying to put us in a box here. <laughs> right. You know, to me, what it's, it, it kind of stinks of is like people trying to overly formalize race relations. Mm. You know, you're yeah. trying to make it it's something academic. Yeah. And like, yeah, it just it just stinks of people who don't actually want to connect with us as people. Mm. They just they just want to talk about us in a philosophic philosophical manner. I think it's also just scared white people, too. <laughs> like, honestly, yeah. like people that are really afraid of not offending people. That's kind of um, what I mean. Yeah. yeah. Like, like they're, they, they're afraid to actually talk to us. <laughs> so they have to like use these words that, okay, we're all okay. If we say AAPI. Okay. If I say it's like the, the like a African American thing. Yeah. Like what the that, fuck? Well, that changed, right? Like, and that changed at some point because it, it, yeah. when we were kids, it was like, no, you can't use the term black. It's African American. That's right. And then it became the opposite of that. Yeah, because I think black people spoke up and they were honest <laughs> like, and they were like, hey, we don't call us African-American. <laughs> right. A lot of us are not African at all. Right. Yeah. We're black. Um, I bring this all up to to say that it's Asian-American <laughs> Heritage Month. Yeah. Uh, in May, which How is- How is your family celebrating? <laughs> exactly. What the fuck is this? I mean, I think it's good. I will say it's, it's good for- um, my kids, because they're in school and they've been able to do some really cool well, that's, things. That's cool. Um, and I think it's really good in that environment. Mm, um, yeah, 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 yeah. And also at my job, we've been doing some things too. Um, it's really just like if you actually put action to it and try to, I don't know, educate yourself during that time, it can be pretty re rewarding. Um, but... Yeah, I don't know. The whole giving a month to somebody is that whole ritual is kind of weird to me. Yeah, it's it's like it's to me it's always it's almost like and this isn't like a fault of the sentiment or the the um the invention of this yeah whatever celebration um or commemoration, but it's like it just feels like a constant. Every time it comes up, it's a reminder that we're on the outskirts of the conversation. Oh, we have to sure. remind ourselves yeah, that we sure. have to, oh, oh yeah, Asian people did stuff and we have to yeah. remember that. Okay. We set it, we set an alarm. It yeah. goes off every May. And then we, you know, then we, then we'll 
you know, it's like like you only some you only call your grandma on mm-hmm. her birthday or something. Right. You know, it's like um, it's there's nothing wrong with that inherently, but it's to me, I just view it as, as a reminder that white people don't really care about us. Yeah, it's like a band aid to a problem. Yeah, but but it's not bad. It's good though. It's like a good thing. It's not a bad a thing. Band aid's a good thing. Band aid's a good thing. <laughs> it's just, but it's it's like almost like uh, it's like ah, oh, but this is reminding me that we're not where we need to be. Yeah, but do you think we're gonna get to where we need to be by the end of our lives? Yeah. Wow, well, you're a lot more hopeful than I am. Because I think that yeah, I just think that the our world is just so much more connected now. Mm. Um, when we were growing up, we were. We're so old that we, we didn't have the internet when we were yeah. growing up as kids. And now that knowledge is, is um, you know, spreading so fast, I think we're going through, this is a bigger conversation, but I think we're going through growing pains of like, we don't know how to wield this power at the moment. So there's like a lot of, um, there are a lot of symptoms to, mm-hmm. to all this power and, and connectivity between everyone across the globe. And I, I'm referring to like misinformation and, and, you know, um, yeah, people spreading lies and stuff like that and people buying into it. I think that's going to, I have pretty strong faith that that's going to go away eventually. I think that's kind of natural whenever something like uh, social media, when it was introduced, everyone used it wrong mm-hmm. and we're refining it as we go on. It's it, I think it's getting better than what it was at the beginning. Um, so I think that, yeah, like within our lifetime, people who previously maybe would not be so educated to um, uh, racial relations and race relations and like uh, different um, issues like that will be educated Mm. to corners of the world that were pretty much left untouched before because they didn't have the internet Hmm. and none of us had the internet. But now I just feel like knowledge is spreading and that's good. Yeah. So I'm hopeful. Yeah, you're way more optimistic than I am. Yeah, yeah. what do you think? What do you think? <laughs> um, I just think the, I mean, I think what we're seeing now is kind of the end game. Mm. You think that people are like, okay, we did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I got my corner, you got your corner, and we can scream at each other over this great divide that we've created between us. Um, yeah, I think in some ways, like, yeah, I think we've kind of arrived at where we were going like, to this, this is as good as it's going to get. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I hope I'm wrong. Um, yeah. And I, as, as pessimistic as I am in that, I do have a lot of faith in people like at the individual level. I think when we get into groups is when we tribalism. Yeah. I think that's when we get into trouble. Um, and it's hard to break people away from their groups. It is hard. Um, but I think, you know, it, it will get there. We'll get there. Maybe, maybe not in our lifetimes, but I think so. I think so. Um, I think that it's cool that it's Asian American Heritage Month. And I like that it gives me or all of us an opportunity to kind of pay homage in a, I don't know, a more emotive way, I guess, uh, to our heritage. Mm-hmm. And the impact that um, uh, our people have made on this country, it's a, it's, it's a great thing. And um, we'll just see, maybe over the years, we'll see how it manifests itself. Right now, it feels like kind of sleepy um, from what I'm seeing. Like it didn't exist when we were kids, right? 
No, it's pretty new, right? Yeah. Like it's it's pretty new. I I don't know when it was uh uh introduced. Well, we definitely didn't celebrate it as kids. <laughs> I I don't remember yeah. celebrating it even in recent memory. Yeah, there we me Did neither. we do it last year? Was it brand I new? Know. I don't know. <laughs> so, so Taylor and I just looked up, or Taylor looked up, yeah, the actual origins of Asian American Pacific Islander History Month, <laughs> Heritage Month, <laughs> Heritage, not month. history. I keep wanting to say history. Yeah, Heritage Month. So we didn't know. We thought so. You and I thought that it was like maybe a newer holiday. Yeah, but you found otherwise. Yeah, they tried in the 70s to to make a month for um, us Asians. It did not pass. And then they gave us a week. <laughs> you can have a week. <laughs> we, had, we, get, we were given a week in May at the, in the late 70s. And then eventually in 1990, all H.W. Bush wow. signed um, a bill to make it an entire month. And then two years later, they eventually said, okay, we'll, we'll start observing this for, for the month of May. Wow. I had no idea. I'm born in the month of May. Yeah. I had no idea. This was my month the whole time. I know. And clearly, um, the public school system that we grew up in also had no idea. Did not recognize, <laughs> did not recognize Asian Heritage Month. Yeah. We just learned about it seemingly this year, you we and did. I. We did. Kind yeah. of embarrassing both for us and our country <laughs> for, I guess, not recognizing it hard enough. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, right? Unbelievable. That's kind of, that's kind of sad that it's been a month uh, designated to recognize us since before we were well, for the week was before we were born. Mm-hmm. Then it became a month when we were like kids. Yeah. Like young. Yeah. And we had no idea. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, government. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, school system. I mean, I wish this wasn't the case, but it's also quite possible that I just ignored the fact that it was Asian Heritage Month at the school. Maybe we didn't care. <laughs> yeah. What if in reality we were like doing all these projects? We were just like, oh, I don't give a fuck. I don't want to do this. It is quite possible. I'm not going to put that past my younger self at all. That's kind of true. Like maybe, you know? maybe it was recognized and we just don't remember doing all the paper mache Great yeah. Walls of China. I guess I guess now we can start and make up for lost time with this episode <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that we shat on. We shat on the yeah. month before. <laughs> so, so, it's like they made it up out of nowhere. <laughs> you know, like they probably it's new, right? Um, but I I guess to end off, um, I don't know. Maybe I'll start. But I just wanted to say a couple things about my family. Oh, okay. And just for, I don't know. <laughs> uh, to my family, I haven't. I did not know about this segment. So, yeah. no, well, I I have not prepared anything. I'm not. I'm just like wipe the floor with Taylor. This big speech, and then I'm like, all right, your turn. I don't know. I guess we can just talk then about about our families. Um, what about our families? <laughs> that's, well, that's, that's almost as big of a 
topic as nostalgia. No, I just want to say, you know, for Asian American Heritage Month that mm. uh, I really like taking the time to be grateful for um, for generations, my family really fighting to come here, um, make a lives for themselves and make life for me. And I think that's like the beauty of the, the immigrant story. You know, they, they mm. really, I think the beauty is that immigrants really want to be here. We love this country. Yeah. We fought to be here, fought in wars to be here. We work hard to be here. Even when this country sometimes tells us they don't want us here, we um, put our faith in the spirit of this country and what mm. it promised our families um, before we got here, that idea. Uh, and I see that in my family, you know, they, they, um, they're always tuned into politics and, and they, they have a deep affection for the United States and every, all the opportunities that it gave us. So, uh, yeah, I just, I guess I just want to say thanks to all, all my family members who came before me and worked so hard to build this life for me where I could like do this podcast <laughs> instead of like working, working mm -hmm. in a, a factory <laughs> somewhere <laughs> doing some, you know, uh, manual labor that I would not be equipped for because I'm, uh, I'm a little guy. Mm -hmm. So I, instead I can just sit here and talk shit all day. It's true. And it's much better. I like this. So, uh, yeah, props to my family. You know, I learned where props came from. Mm -mm. I, who, I just read that today. Props. When people say, I'm giving you props, that's short for proper respect. Oh. I didn't know that. I thought they were talking about propping something up like a tent or yeah. something. <laughs> so proper interesting respect. that that was, I wonder how long the proper respect lasted before they're like, this is... <laughs> Uh, it takes so long to say. Proper respect. I give you my proper respect. <laughs> so, yeah. That's... And then who's the first guy that was just like props? And they're like, what? What'd you what? say? <laughs> say it again? Props. Say. Wow. You learn something new every day. <laughs> Props. Props. Props to the Boo fam. Yeah. Well, props to my family, too. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all did a great job. <laughs> you, so, your, so your grandma was here first. Yeah. Yeah. My grandma's a badass. Yeah. Uh, she came here by herself because she divorced my grandpa. <clears throat> she was like, I don't want to be with this guy anymore. And she came here. Um, with, uh, her kids, one of those kids being my dad and she lived in, you know, racist ass Marin County at the time and was a single Japanese woman fending for herself and she did not suffer any fools and she still does not suffer any fools. And, uh, I like to think that I get a lot of my, uh, spirit from her. Right um, on. Yeah. She's, she's the best proper matriarch of the family for sure. Your dad's awesome too. My dad is awesome, but he suffers a lot of fools. <laughs> skip to generation. Yeah, skip to generation. <laughs> He's uh, he loves everybody. He has no filter on his He's friends. He's a loving guy. <laughs> he is. <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm more in tune with your dad. We're we're both like uh, people pleasers. Yeah, same with my partner. I mean, I married my dad. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, I married yeah. my dad. 
<laughs> That's like me with my ravishing mom last week. <laughs> right, exactly. Married your dad, huh? <laughs> well, uh, everybody, stay tuned. Next episode, we're going to continue Taylor's turning. <laughs> The ultimate kitchen tool. <laughs> and discover discover more alliterations along the way. It, it all, I've scratched so many ideas for segments because I couldn't figure out an alliterative title. This one made it through. Nice. I'm excited. All these brackets, man. I love brackets. Um, thank you guys for joining us. I'm Bernard. And I'm Taylor. And we are your Asian best friends. Happy Asian American Heritage Month. Is that what it's called? Thank you.